He's had a storied career in film and on television, getting a start as a child actor. Most recently, Lucas Black left NCIS New Orleans after filming more than 100 episodes on the hit CBS series. Now he's pursuing what God has in store for him in faith-based entertainment. That and more is coming up on today's episode. Welcome back to the Prodigal Stories podcast. We took a short summer break and we're excited to kick off season two of this series, a show where Billy Hallowell and I take you through some of the most powerful stories of the day, stories of hope, transformation, and intrigue. So without any further ado, let's dive into today's conversation with actor Lucas Black. Lucas Black, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. It's good to be here. Thank you, Trey. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's great to have you here with us. Look, before we talk about your new movie, Legacy Peak, which just which just came out, it's on PureFlix. You can go stream it now uh, for anybody watching our conversation or listening to our conversation. But I want to back up a little bit, Lucas. How did you get into acting? Was this something you knew you wanted to do? Uh, no, it wasn't. Actually, I started as a child when I was 10 years old. Uh, my mom took me to an open audition. She heard about it on the radio. And uh, <clears throat> it was for the movie, The War, which had uh, Kevin Costner starred in it, Elijah Wood. And uh, John Abnett was directing and he wanted uh, kids that never acted before. There was like 11 characters and they were all Southern kids. So the casting directors went all over the South. They had us, uh, I grew up in North Alabama. So they, they went to my, uh, uh, town or close to where I grew up uh, called Coleman and uh, there were like 5,000 kids there in the Civic Center. They called us in a room and asked us our name, age, and address. Well, all these kids in the room, there was about 50 of them. They were all shy and bashful, you know, and and um, <clears throat> they get to me and they ask, you know, there's they like, okay, your turn. And I said, well, you go down 157. And then where Mickey Wiggins' story is, you turn left, and I'm the third house on the left. So instead of giving them the correct address, I, I gave them good old Alabama directions. <laughs> and I think that's what uh, that's what got me the part. Um, and then after that, I did the movie Sling Blade, and that's what kicked the career off um, as a child actor. And then and it's kind of progressed since then. Um, I chose to kind of do one movie a year throughout uh, my high school years uh, so I could be at home and have, have a normal life. <clears throat> and then uh, just been blessed by God for that to continue as an adult. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got into it. Never knew there was such a thing as acting. Um, everything I saw on television I thought was real from, you know, Mostly we watch sporting events, but outdoor shows and old Yeller and David Crockett oh, and yeah. all those, I, you know, I thought was real. So I didn't even know there was such a thing as acting. Well, you mentioned growing up being from Alabama. Obviously, I can hear your accent. Uh, and yeah. I came across an interview uh, that you did in preparing for our conversation. And it was in Christianity Today. It's from 2011 and said that you actually turned down a role because the director wanted you to tone down your southern accent is, is that accurate like tell us a little bit about that okay yeah it was probably um probably for horse whisper <coughs> excuse me horse whisper um sorry about that but yeah you know my southern accent is is a distinct characteristic you know <laughs> that that god has given me and uh i've had a good career 
you know, using it. And I think uh, a lot of people recognize me um, because of the way I talk. So, um, yeah, I'm not looking to, to change it or to uh, tone it down for any role. Um, you know, I've been blessed to be able to play uh, all Southern characters pretty much. Some Most of my characters has been from Texas. So mm. uh, it seemed to work well for me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to embrace it. You know, even people where I grew up, they're like, man, where, where's that accent from? So, uh, well, yeah. you know, we're going to, I want to, we're going to get into the movie Legacy Peak in, in a couple minutes, but I just selfishly have to ask too, uh, you've worked several times with Robert Duvall, which is, I mean, what a legend uh, to yep. work with. Uh, what is what has that been like to having worked? I mean, be it, you've been in NCIS, you've been in several other movies, the, the original NCIS, NCIS New Orleans. Uh, what is what has all that been like to to be on such you know just well known uh, shows? Well, appreciate that. Um, yeah, thanks for asking about Robert Duvall. You know, he's I still consider him a friend. We still talk uh, today. Um, you know, especially now that it's college football season. He loves college football. He's a big uh, Clemson Tiger fan. So I'm an Alabama fan. So we've had a few good battles here in the past, uh, you know, several years. And, um, yeah, it's been a blessing to work with him. I, I like him a lot. He's uh, he's a cool dude. And uh, we get along very well, um, hmm. you know. And uh, anytime we start, anytime we have a conversation – uh, you can you can bet it's going to turn to barbecue and college football because he just right. he loves those two things. But it's always a, a blessing, you know, when I have a conversation with him. He's still excited. He gets excited about stories and characters, and uh, you know, he's ninety something years old and still spry and and going strong. So that that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, look, I guess we should start talking about the movie. It's a great film, Legacy Peak. Just came out on Pure Flix. Tell us how you got involved with that project with Pure Flix. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, well, I'll tell you, it was a, it was an answered prayer. Um, you know, 2019, the fall of 2019, I left, chose to leave NCIS New Orleans after doing 125 episodes. Um, it was a good long run for me. Um, but we decided to take a year off, you know, my wife and I, and really uh, reconnect with our Heavenly Father, but also each other. And as a family, I got three kids, um, ages 11, 9, and 7, girl, boy, boy. And so we uh, we traveled around the country, uh, you know, even through 2020, after about a couple of weeks of lockdown, we'd be like, we've had enough of this. So we went, <laughs> we traveled around the country and still, uh, stuck to our plan and really just seek the Lord of what the next step was, um, was just praying. You know, we saw a big culture shift and, uh, was just praying how God could use me and use my platform, uh, to empower men and to, uh, really, uh, point people direction of, of Jesus but also just in, you know, the nuclear family, family values and all those kind of things that we, we stood for and believed in. Um, we were just praying like how, how God could use us. Um, and we went to a homeschool convention in Houston, Texas. And uh, Eric Ludy, who, who is a co-producer of Legacy Peak, was actually there speaking. He's a pastor 
in uh, Loveland, Colorado. And um, we had a mutual friend that introduced us and we really, we just talked about the Lord and, and homeschooling. But he said, you know, I got a friend that wrote a script. I want to send you. And about three months later, he sends me this script. <clears throat> I really wasn't eager to get back in front of the camera. Uh, but I read the script and my wife read it and she comes to me with, uh, you know, tears in her eyes and says, I don't know why you wouldn't be a part of this. And so that was kind of just how God orchestrated the whole thing. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have any kind of representation. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. So I wasn't, I wasn't getting a lot of scripts, you know, from them. They can just bombard you with scripts. Uh, most of the things that I were, I was getting was from friends and people I knew in the industry. Um, so it was just, it was a total God thing and an answer to prayers, um, this story. And so it was just blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. And you know, the story is such a, a powerful story of, you mentioned uh, about being an example for men. Uh, I mean, what a, what an impactful story it is for fatherhood, uh, for the importance of, of family, uh, for taking care of your, your kids, for taking care of your wife, your spouse, whatever. Uh, why was it so important to you to be a part of a project that elevated those important principles? Yeah, well, appreciate the question. Uh, I think I think mainly for me, um, you know, you've seen such an attack on those um, values, Christian values, uh, family values, but there's been a big attack on uh, men and masculinity, uh, and especially in the content, you know, uh, that's in entertainment and mm -hmm. the things that are coming out of Hollywood. Um, so, you know, the fatherhood role has been undermined in a lot of stories and, um, you know, men have been <clears throat> really portrayed poorly, uh, in a lot of stories. And so this was, uh, this was an answer to combat that, you know, um, and, so that's one of the one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this, um, because um, you know, as a faith based project, this is kind of one of the I guess true faith based projects that I've done. You know, in that genre, that um, Seven Days in Utopia. You know, it was a it was a faith project um, as well, but this is kind of the first one that it was a true faith based project. Um, most of them are kind of made for women, you know, mm -hmm. which, which, uh, is okay, you know, and it's good. Um, and I think, you know, the audience, you know, that watches faith-based projects are probably predominantly women and that's, and that's okay. But, uh, we need, we need more men watching them. And then, uh, especially if we can give them a story, give us a story where, uh, it empowers us and puts us in a good light. Um, and likes the message that it, that it brings and hopefully, uh, to our kids, um, and to our wives and, and women, um, that it would be, you know, we would feel good about watching it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I think we could do a better job, uh, in the faith-based industry of creating stories, uh, like this and creating stories, uh, for men to watch. And so that was one of the reasons why I chose to do this one, because uh, I think there's a big hunger for it too. I think a lot of us uh, that really believe in family values 
and uh, our Christian values and even, you know, American values. We're, we're hungry for good content that, that we can feel good about watching and uh, knowing there was a good uh, agenda behind it and uh, that we can sit down with our family and the kids can enjoy and we don't have to worry about um, some evil agenda that, that we're going to have to uh, turn off the TV or, or, you know, sit down and have an hour conversation about our kid, you know, to our kids. Yeah. You know, I think you're 100% right about the way our culture has shifted so dramatically. Uh, specifically, it feels like since COVID, right? Since 2020, there's been this kind of yep. ramping up uh, of this kind of uh, attack on on Christian values, on conservative values, uh, and really just, just important family values, which this movie highlights. Uh, it's also pretty funny. There there are a lot of scenes in it that are funny. It's not just a heavy movie. Uh, it tells a compelling and entertaining uh, story throughout. And I don't want to give away uh, what happens in the end, uh, so we'll, we'll save that. But um, tell me a little bit about your faith background. Obviously, you've talked about how the Lord kind of orchestrated these different projects coming about. Did you grow up Christian? You know, When did you come to faith in Christ? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian family. You know, my uh, my mom and dad, they they would drag me to church, right? <laughs> so uh, I grew up in Alabama in the Bible Belt, and uh, we were churchgoers. Uh, you know, I came to Christ when I was five. Uh, there was a point in, in my life, you know, in, in my 20s where, um, you know, I guess I strayed from the Lord. You know, I knew He was still there, but I was I was doing the Christian walk alone, and that is that is hard to do. Uh, I really didn't have a, excuse me, a spiritual family um, that you know was holding me accountable. I didn't have a lot of godly men in my life that I could do life with, uh, ask questions and get godly advice uh, from. Uh, and it really wasn't until I was intentional about uh, reading the Bible myself. You know, I said, I said to myself. Um, you know, I believe these things, but I haven't even read read the Bible. So really the New Testament, I started with the book of John and just read all the way through and then read Matthew, Mark, and Luke uh, at the end. Uh, you know, and I read other books there while I was while I was uh, reading the New Testament too uh, in the Bible. But um, I just kind of read it through that chronological order starting from John. And... Um, you know, I was convicted a lot by the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And uh, I think that was around 2015. There was definitely a rededication of my life to really connect with my Heavenly Father and um, really digging into the Word and daily, you know, devotion to Him um, and really trying to figure out, uh, you know, my purpose, you know, what He's called me to do here here on earth. Um and how that fit into entertainment. So um, that's kind of that's kind of my journey. You know, uh, it's been great um, in New Orleans. I felt like God moved a big in a big way, uh, not only in my life but my wife's uh, life as well, and our whole family. And so, um, you know, we just we just look to Him uh, for answers, and um, we just seek Him whenever we need help and. Um, and just thank him for how he's carried us through, um, you know, our life. 
Yeah, what is it like when you're you're in Hollywood, you're in the the entertainment industry, you're making NCIS. Uh, you know, so many people say that that Hollywood is so hostile toward Christianity and toward faith. What has your experience like been with that? How have you stayed true to your convictions of being in an industry that's so secular? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I think for for um, most of my career, everyone is really respectful uh, and has been respectful of my faith. Um in, in most all the projects I've been a part of, which is, um, which is good. I, I, I feel like, um, if there has been any sort of attack, it's kind of, it's kind of done in secret. Um, you know, um, but I will say that, uh, you know, most people respect that I've had fact, you know, that my respect me and my faith and uh, I've even had comments where people said they wish they had uh, strong faith, you know, and and they've come to me and asked me questions about it. So, um, so it's been great, you know. Um, as far as content is concerned, you know, I've always tried to, I, w- I won't say always, but what I like to look for in characters and stories is, um, you know, those redemptive qualities, hmm. right? So if I'm doing a secular project, I'm still looking how, um, you know, God is involved uh, in the story, just yeah. in the sense of uh, his natural law. And then also if they're if someone does something that um, they shouldn't do or if it's a sin in the character's life, a flaw, you know, are there consequences that happens to that character? And um, and does he basically repent or turn around and change his ways? Um, and so that's kind of that redemptive quality in the story I look at. Um, you know, so um, NCIS New Orleans, I think, was kind of the biggest eye opener for me uh, in the sense of, you know, the Holy Spirit was nudging me to speak up uh, at some of the things that were. Uh, trying to be implemented on the show um, to really, um, you know, fight for what is true. Some of those Hollywood agendas that the attack on the family or attack on, let's say, law enforcement, because our show is about law enforcement, um, to really to really step up and, um, you know, try to be a voice to really fight against that agenda and really just talk about it, you know, speak the truth in love. And uh, I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about, um, you know, people's hearts and where they were, where they, you know, what it, what the agenda was coming from. Um, and so that was quite an experience for me. And how was that? How was that received when you would stand up for, for your values? Uh, how was that received by other cast members, uh, you know, cr- crew on NCIS? What was the you know response to, to those instances? Yeah, well, I think... Uh, as a whole, you know, most, most of them respected it. Hmm. Um, now there are some that, um, and you're probably maybe one of the first ones I've, I've told this in an interview, but, um, there's a definite agenda to attack, uh, some of my beliefs, you know, and some of your beliefs as a Christian. Um, so, 
that's what I'm saying. Like I learned a lot about people's hearts and where they were come from. Um, yeah. You know, the apostle Paul talks about like the Gentiles, you know, the Jews were trying to hold them to a different standard. And he says, Hey, you got to be understanding they They don't know, um, you know, God's law like you do. Um, so we got to be understanding and patient. Um, and sometimes I, I experienced that. And then there were other times where I experienced, they knew exactly, um, the kind of, you know, biblical worldview I had and values and where it was coming from. And they, some people are against it, you know, that are in Hollywood, there might be some writers or they might be some, uh, directors. Um, so, so, you know, that's where it's tough, you know, but, um, but I, I, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit was nudging me to stand firm and to be bold and to uh, take whatever comes my way, but to really go ahead and speak up about it and speak the truth, um, you know, to hopefully prevent those kind of agendas from being uh, portrayed in our content. Look, that's why it's it's so important that there are outlets like PureFlix, right? That there are faith-based uh, organizations that are going out and they're producing yes. quality content that, as you said earlier, uh, is is safe for the whole family. Not only is it just safe entertainment, but it's entertainment that's pushing uh, a valuable message, a kingdom-minded message. And that's exactly what's so great about Legacy Peak. So as we're rounding out our conversation, what's the 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 one takeaway you hope people walk out of, of watching the movie on PureFlix, what are you hoping they walk away with? Well, that's a great question. You know, uh, I hope it points people to Jesus. Uh, first of all, you know, I think my character, Jason, uh, what's great about him is he relies on his heavenly father so much. He's stepping into a, a fatherhood role that he's unfamiliar with. Uh, and and he may not have all the answers. And, and so he calls on God. Um, you know, so I hope uh, this really points people to Jesus, uh, you know, the, and he finds, my character finds his fulfillment uh, from the love of his heavenly father. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, his his earthly father, you know, left, left him when he was a, a young child. And so there was a lot of pain there that he had to heal from. And uh, he found that, that, uh, you know, love from his heavenly father that filled that void in his heart. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the main thing uh, for me in this message. I hope it, I hope it points people to Jesus, but also I hope the men that watch it uh, feel empowered and feel like it's a good message and portrays uh, us in a good light. Um, unlike a lot of the other uh, content that's been, that's being produced and has been produced uh, coming out of Hollywood. So I just feel like uh, hopefully that um, people are encouraged. You know, people are encouraged when they watch this, that um, hopefully this is a trend in the right direction for, uh, for entertainment and the content uh, that we can watch on our, on our screens. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think the movie uh, 100% promotes uh, a a message of biblical and godly manhood, uh, and and your character does a fantastic job of relying on the Lord. You did a great job in the film. I encourage everybody to watch it. It's sure. it's a good movie. Uh, but Lucas Black, uh, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk with us. I appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. 
Well, that was Lucas Black. It was a great conversation, Billy. Now I'm talking with you. What did, what did you think of that conversation? First of all, I thought it was super interesting that he was so open and you did something mm-hmm. to pull things out of him without even like, you're just, you're good at that. When you interview people, I love listening to it because he said, I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone. And then I was like, oh, what's he going to say? And then he said, <laughs> he said some really compelling things about agendas in Hollywood and his experience kind of being there, hearing things that he didn't quite agree with and needing to kind of be bold at moments. And so that was the part for me that really stuck out because most people, even if they experienced that, wouldn't say it openly. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of tell that he wasn't, at least my impression was that he wasn't making it up because a lot of times you'll have really conservative actors who kind of want to get a soundbite out there and they want to say something that's going to, you know, get them headlines or they'll go the opposite direction and they'll cover everything up and act like there is no hostility toward Christianity. But he really seemed to walk that fine line. And I think we should note too, that he chose to leave NCS New Orleans on his own, which is kind of a, a, a like a, a weird thing to do, right? You see somebody who's kind of at the peak of their career. Why would they choose to walk away from something that they've done more than 100 episodes of uh, when the show is doing so well? But he chose to walk away, and he said he had great experience with, experiences with his castmates. But he did admit that there there is a, a hidden message there. There is work that Hollywood is doing to, to thwart Christianity. So I thought his balance was really interesting and is not something that you see often, at least not in the people that I've talked to. Uh, what's been your experience with that? No, 100%. I co-signed everything you just said. I think the other piece that's kind of bubbling under the surface of this, and I can't speak for him, I can only go based on the conversation you know, that you had with him, when your value is not in the things that you're doing, I mean, it's so hard to not have mm-hmm. our value in the things that we're doing, whether it's our job or even our kids, right? Like we put our value in other people and other things instead of in Christ. But when your value is in the right place, it becomes easy to walk away. You know, I was also yeah. looking at an interview Kathy Lee Gifford just did where she was talking about how she walked away um, for, from, you know, Regis and Kathy or whatever the show was back in the day. Um and how she had to do that at the time. She was at the top of her game and she felt like she needed to walk away. And it just reminds me with him of, you know what? Sometimes you got to say that I've got to move on. This isn't for me or there's a reason for it. And you're leaving behind, you know, fame and money in the process, but your value is in the right place. And that's such a good point, too. I'm glad you brought it up because this conversation, I think, is a good reminder uh, that we should hold all of life's opportunities with an open hand, right? Like none of this is forever. This is all temporary. Obviously, scripture talks about us being wise stewards of whatever God hands us. So if it's a career in acting or it's you know, co-hosting a podcast that people listen to or writing, you know, whatever it is, uh, we should do it to, to the glory of the Lord. It should be an act of worship. So we should take it seriously. But we should also not take it so seriously that we start to see our value in that. I was talking with somebody last night uh, about like the tendency, uh, human tendency to be workaholics, where we we put all of our identity into how much did we perform? Like, did I did I make enough money? Or did I get enough accolades from my boss or from my colleagues or you know, whatever it is. Uh, And then we see our worth rising and falling based on how successful or not successful we are, uh, when that shouldn't at all be the metric of our value. Uh, And I think that's, that's really cool that he is in that place. And something more lighthearted, Billy, that I thought was funny is that he turned down a role because his accent was too thick. <laughs> um, I'm not so gonna lie. Was... I was shocked by him. I didn't realize 
because I've seen him in things, obviously. Yeah. I didn't realize that was his real accent, which I love. I thought, I thought right? that was amazing. Yeah. And so it's several years ago now. It's actually a, an interview I mentioned in our conversation that I found from, I think it was 2011 in Christianity Today. Uh, he said that the the producer of the movie wanted him to tone down his accent. And he said, I'm not going to tone down the accent that the Lord gave me. Uh, and he's really kind of played into that with a lot of the roles he's had since then. And you cannot deny that strong, that strong Alabama accent. Uh, but it was cool that he said that's actually how he how he got his start. Uh, there were people who were as as a child actor they liked his strong accent, uh, and that's how he landed his first his first movie role. So you know it's it's just cool to see such a humble person with humble beginnings and still have so much humility at this point in his career. He's quite a successful actor, but he talks and acts just like a normal guy. Yeah, no, and I think that. And I think that's the cool thing, right? And knowing that there are people like this in Hollywood, because we have these perspectives and beliefs about Hollywood and and what we know it to be and the negativity and all of that. But it makes me want to pray even more, uh, which I should be doing anyway, but for Hollywood, recognizing that there's people like this who are in there working, trying to do the right thing and spread the gospel in a really difficult place. So it's just a good, solid reminder of that. Yeah, and we just had an interview, too, with Harry Lennox. He's in The Blacklist. He's also in a new Pure Flix movie called um, Nothing is Impossible. Uh, but we were just talking with him about faith and Hollywood, and he said, you know, not all of Hollywood is exactly the same. He said it's not all a godless place, because I asked him, you know, there are people who are quite cynical toward Hollywood, particularly Christians, because we see so much uh, hostility toward our faith in Hollywood. And he laughed. He kind of admitted that that is the the case with a lot of Hollywood. But he also said it's a good tool, right? It's a great tool to advance good messages. Uh, that's what he did with his movie. That's what we see Lucas Black doing, not only with his movies, but in how he's speaking out. Uh, so I think that's a good way for us to pray is not necessarily that Hollywood goes away or that the industry dies out or anything like that's not going to happen anyway. Uh, but we should be praying that there are people who are Christians in Hollywood, right? Who, actors who happen to be Christians who are then able to profess uh, the gospel and profess Christ in a pretty dark world because Hollywood is, we're not going to lie, they're pushing some pretty radical and crazy stuff. So it's important that we have people like Lucas Black who aren't just completely walking away from the industry, but are changing it from within. Love that. And you've been killing it with these interviews. I feel like you've been sitting down with so many of these people, you know, in in Hollywood lately. And, you know, we've both had a chance, I think, throughout our careers to talk to a lot of these actors. And it's just he was just so solid. You know, a lot of times you talk to people who are, you know, Christian identifying actors. And I'm going to use that. What does that mean? You know, right. I guess people who they tell you they're Christians. Right. But you don't necessarily hear them actually speak in a way that would make you believe it. You really hear it in how he's speaking and just the language he's using that this is a legitimate real thing for him. And so we need to pray for more of that and that people like him can reach other people who need to hear it. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think that's a good place to leave the conversation. If you want to watch his new movie, Legacy Peak, it's streaming right now on pureflix.com. You can get all the information about that there. Uh, So that's where we're going to leave it for this episode of the Prodigal Stories podcast, but stay tuned for the next episode next week.